the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Well, the Super Bowl is over. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and Mike Gennetti, the founder of SpotTrack.com. We're brought to you by The Athletic and TheAthletic.com. The subscription-based sports news site will tell you about an, a great offer that uh, they continue for Spot Track members and followers of Spot Track. We'll tell you about that a little later on in the show, but we thank TheAthletic.com and all their great reporting, including a, a piece I was just reading about Mike Piazza and soccer. So make sure you check that out. Um, you know, when it when it comes to that, uh, as disappointed uh, as a, a Met fan with that. But anyways, <laughs> let's talk Super Bowl. Uh, Paul, the Super Bowl. We got thoughts on the Super Bowl today, um, yeah, and, and so many and, things that went on, and what it means. And Michael dive into. You know, we always, I think, we all tend to want to overreact to the Super Bowl, but sometimes the league overreacts to the the way that the way that the team that wins the Super Bowl wins those games. So I thought it was an okay game. You know, I kind of like it. Kind of laid there for the first three quarters, and you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen. I, I've been more um, locked in on Super Bowls more recently than that one for whatever reason. But all that said, there there is a good. If you're a sports fan, to see the Chiefs win it after 50 years, they have a great fan base, a great tradition. Andy Reid, um, you know, is is at you know a mostly beloved and admired coach. So there were a lot of reasons if you didn't necessarily have any real emotional attachment to either side to walk away from that and go, okay, that was a that was a that was a pretty good day. I agree with that. Uh, it was not a great game, Mike. To me, it was a great performance in the fourth quarter by the best player in football, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, the the clutch stats are, you know, everything right now. That's the difference between him and Garoppolo and, and the Chiefs and the Niners. They're two close teams, right? I mean, we, you know, Vegas thought they were going to be close. I think everybody who sat around a, a microphone before the game said it was going to be a close game. Uh, and, you know, the I think the better team and the better quarterback – Finish that game out strong. I thought Garoppolo had a nice first half. Yeah, he did. It was a Garoppolo like first half. I mean, he was if the efficient. Kittle play stands, which was yeah. borderline. It should have stood. It, then not only is he ha- he has a great first half yeah. and maybe on their way to a win in that game. That's a fifty yard pass play <laughs> that you took off his stats off their off of Shanahan getting beat up over the end of the half. I thought that was a pretty critical play that you look back on. That's a game changing play. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It seemed even like, if it's just a field goal. It seemed like that was one of the the last plays that Shanahan had predisposed you know what I mean yeah I think he's got like 15 to 20 plays that that they're they're just going to go out and run for those two to first two to three drives that seemed like the haymaker play you know yeah. what I mean that yeah. was going to be the the big one the big play you know like the the Chiefs Tyreek Hill play at the end of the game of course um the 49ers just didn't have an, another one of those they didn't have another another big play option it seems like they got confused in the running game and you can say they didn't go to it enough or or went to it too much you know you can say it either way um did the running back by committee hurt them? I don't think so. I, I you're saying if Mostert plays more, they get more yards, or if uh, Coleman plays more, they get you more yards. I, I, mean, I just I, I don't know what happened to it. They didn't they didn't adjust to what the Chiefs did to stop it. It just seemed you know, and, and there's it's apples to oranges. I'm just kind of talking out loud here, but it just seemed like in the in the NFC Championship game because they only had Mostert, they literally only went with Mostert as the horse. They had a they had a, a plan. He got in a rhythm. The offense got in a, the line got in a rhythm. Garoppolo kind of knew everything that was happening. There was a, a moment at the end of the second half, and then most of the third quarter, Garoppolo looked lost. I, I don't know if I, w- I was alone in thinking that, um, but there was a, a hit he took where he's laying on his back, 
and you, and I, I was I'm thinking he's either concussed or he is just he, he's frustrated beyond belief. He doesn't know how to how to get up off the ground and fix this game right now, and that's not a good look for your Super Bowl quarterback. I thought the whole offense looked that way. I mean, you saw Emmanuel Sanders wide open twice with his hands up in the air. Uh, you know, Kittle wasn't really Kittle. They did a good job taking Kittle out other than the play that yes. we talked about. Yeah. And I, and I, and I kind of think that if you're Kansas City's defense, that's where you're starting. You know, yeah. particularly, you know, it, it, obviously you don't want to let them run for 250 yards on you, but you're starting their most important weapon in the passing game is Kittle. But, and other than the 42-yarder that didn't count, I thought they did a great job of that. But that's exactly what the game plan was in the in the Packers game, right? The Packers were going to take away Kittle and let, let somebody else beat them. And Shanahan basically said, fine, Mostert's going to beat you. Well, but he didn't even a try lot of that, that happened <laughs> after he started to run successfully. So, you know, that's my thinking is, is that Mostert has that game. And I think Shanahan at one point said, he goes, we're running, we're running for six or seven yards every time we hand the ball off. Why would I do anything else? So we don't know but, how much of the game plan there might have been Kittle when you're like, well, why, why not just keep doing this? Well, you know, the game's come down. We're talking about in plays. To me, one thing that I don't think was talked about enough after the game and this debate about Damian Williams being the yeah. MVP, which, you know, that touchdown at the end was a, a, a bonus deal. It was not. Yeah, he's capping yeah. off Mahomes with yeah, hard work. It's a 24-20 yes. win. Mike yes. and I were talking it about was this uh, It was Mahomes. The other person I was concerned was Chris Jones. Yeah. I thought Chris There's Jones no had a great game. And, you know, he was a right-handed quarterback. He's right in the passing lane of Garoppolo. He batted. Two. Two. And, two, and I said, right. I said this to Mike too. I yeah. said, you know, you want to judge Garoppolo on the performance. You also have to say he he may have thrown two perfect passes that Chris Jones sticks his hands up right. and knocks down. I think one of them was intended for Kittle. So now there's a different conversation about whether they get Kittle in the offense exactly. or not. So you know, again, it, it, they forced it, the sack that or the the the, the 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 interception, right? I right. mean, uh, he had the pressure, initial pressure, then the hit came and forced the pick. Right. I thought Chris Jones was was great in the game um you know that play at the end of the half and we were talking about this before we started the show real quick somebody's thinking okay i got a three for the niners these are my super bowl squares for the week right because uh, everybody <laughs> out go. there uh except for uh my uber driver in washington uh didn't never heard of a square pool i i, I was explaining to him what a square pool was like, oh it sounds intriguing my numbers the, uh, they all start with kansas city seven and four this is going in the game. Five and three, two and zero, five and six, nine and nine. Never happened. Five and one, three and two, one and five. Garbage. Absolute it's garbage. garbage. <laughs> right? Those are but just you donations want, right there, Kevin. But when you know, because we talk about money on this show, but when you watch the game, right? And, and odds are you bought uh, you know, in a kid's thing through Facebook yeah. or maybe you're in a bigger one. Um you know, you you watch the game differently, right? You're just it's it's more stressful. Okay, if they do this, they do that, and you're rooting for plays uh, in another sense. I just thought I'd throw that out there because yeah. people have m- money on the game. The other thing people had money on at the end of the game. <laughs> all right, I, I'm in this, this category. A lot of chatter, hasn't it? I'm in this category. Uh, I didn't bet prop bets, but uh, it, it moved Mahomes to under, right, in total yards rushing and yards. rushing yards. Yes, moved him to under. With how far he was retreating on taking the knee, I get it for the clock. It was smart, sure, uh, for Andy Reid. Um, the the other part was um, it took me below in winning some money in daily fantasy. Right, let, let, <laughs> let's the, get into this for let, the Super Bowl. Let's, let's break I'm this like, down, Kevin. I, I Mike never even considered that, but I was like, wow, hey, wow, I'm 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 up there into the money, double digits. Woo, er, er, er. <laughs> Mike, you got to be kidding me. I went from you know winning. 
on a stupid dollar thing. To and I had a couple different ones going, but <laughs> the one I'm like, well, I'm going to win like 15 bucks and then go to zero. Like that's incredible to me. Just incredible. All right. So with baseball, somewhere along the 200 year path here, they figured out that a walk shouldn't be considered in that bat. Right. Correct. That, that is correct. This has to change for football, I right? I would agree. It's not a rushing attempt. This isn't a rushing attempt. It should be a team rushing, which I believe is how they do it in college. Th- that's fine. If you're, t- you're giving your – hey, if it wasn't a – in the was it the Bills-Texans playoff game? If it wasn't an attempt when the, the receiver on the kickoff threw it yeah. at the official, they said he'd given himself up. Mahomes has given this himself up. This just seems up. so easy. Yes. Yes. This just seems so easy. It's, those should not be rushing yards ever. I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. I don't uh, same thing as a check, you know, cl- uh, clock in it, right? Shouldn't sure. be an incomplete Shouldn't pass. be an incomplete pass. Oh, yeah, there, uh, a spike? A spike, know, There yeah. should be a team category. Like I said, there should be team rushing for plays like that or a team passing attempt. I mean, it has to count as a team for the team as a passing attempt, but it shouldn't penalize the individual Look, player. the games are going to have to change now with gambling in the fold. They're just going to have to evolve because these kind of things can't. This can't drive the conversation. Yeah, but, but but how? But you're you're, you're oh, that's asking, an easy fix. That's an yeah, easy I fix. Yeah, I know. But but you're asking. There, there's still to me. There's still the line between the traditional football and the gambling side, and they don't always mix. And I think you know, while you're seeing the NFL embrace this more, sure. there's still it's still not going to be that easy to cross. To mix those two lines. Well, hold on a second, though. Aren't isn't the league asking for an integrity fee? Yep, and they're getting it. Okay, yeah, but I'm talking about the the, the football side of the traditional football side. But that's of it. part of it, right? Part of it is 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 holding up your game to the most. What's the word I'm looking for? It's got to be the most consistent way to play the game, right? Transparent. To bet the game, right? right. But but Transparent, but here's sure. what we're talking about. You're talking about we're we're arguing about a play that was absolutely in every way the right thing for Patrick Mahomes to do at the end of the game okay. from a football sense, yet you're going to have this ever-growing number of fans who had money on it that are going to complain about it and, but it's and not an argue about but it. But it's not an attempt. Well, no, but that, uh, take, take the bigger picture here. That This is what I'm talking about, the football side of it versus the gambling side of it they don't always mix all the time yeah but but it but what i'm saying it they didn't mix because they they were not they're in perpendicular paths paul they, they weren't going together on a parallel but now that uh, an integrity fee and they're if they're embracing yeah uh the legalized sports gambling um they should go on a parallel and some things i'm not talking about coaches well we can't we can't have them kneel yeah. because yeah you know Paul in, in, in Buffalo, New York, uh, bet on rushing yards, and this will lose. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is the league itself saying, okay, we for our statistics. Where can we take out conflict? We're going right? to eliminate, we're we're gonna eliminate conflict and yeah. make it clear and simple that anytime someone takes a knee or spikes the ball at a clock, it's yeah. not a play. It's a dead play. Yeah, it's just something. It's working the clock, I, uh, period. Look, if they do this with the referees, right? They sit down every offseason with referees and say, all right, let's, let's talk about where you know, things could have been better. And it's just it's not a do this instead of this. It's, hey, you know what I mean? We didn't need to make that call. Let's try to work on, you know, it's, it's, past, it's all the objectiveness of it. This is not objective, right? This right. is, this is it's going to be part of the game. It should be part of the game. He, they were the right plays by, by the Chiefs, of course. I don't think he needed to drop back 11 feet every time, but he did what he did. But he did, he did it to take more time off the clock. Right. 
Because right, even that was the right, even that was the right play. You're right. Yeah. Sure. That's why he kept retreating as opposed to just getting the snap and taking one knee when all he needed to do was get the clock to run. He needed to milk a couple more seconds right. because they were so close to whether they could run it out or not. Yeah. I just think this one's easy. This one's a slam dunk. Who was the receiver down the right? Didn't you want him to catch the ball? On the bottom and going for a touchdown. Oh. Wouldn't that, would that, would that been something? That would have been something. Wow. Right. That would have been. Speaking uh, of watching the game, do you guys like these graphics? Uh, I mean, you guys no. sort of live in this I world. Like, so I wanted, I I wanted mind, to dive in a little bit here. The score bug was very cleanly unfoxed to me. Why would they change it this game? Why because they give it to all, us a little CBS earlier? CBS has done that before, too. Yeah. You've got it, It's the Super Bowl. If you're going to change it for the next season, you change it now because you've got the most, most eyes. eyes on it. Okay. I did not love the animation things after the touchdowns. Though. Okay. I thought they were they were way too big. Yeah, that's part you of can it. barely see the team celebrating. It's very emoji-ish, which <laughs> that's I get fine. It. That's, that's fine. what they're going for. Yeah, there's something. There's got to be something more behind it. Right. I mean, whether it, it just sure. I don't know. I, I was watching Johnny Quest invade the Super Bowl there, it seemed. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is, uh, it was different. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, part of the stuff too for the players, you got to do something. You know, you watch regular season games and they have the player come out and introduce themselves yeah. and such, and uh, they show the, the headshot there. They did something different, something special for the Super Bowl. Uh, perhaps they had some artists do. I don't know the story behind it, but I bet there is a story behind it. Agreed. And why they did it. So I'm not going to sit there and criticize it because it was such a minute portion of the game watching it. What what I, I thought was, uh, and you have a note in here um, uh, about it. The uh, the broadcast. The broadcast. Hold on. Itself. Before we go yes. there. Yeah, we want. Yeah, I want to get to it. We'll get to that later. Leading no, leading into that. The one thing I did like graphically that they changed was they had they had player stats running cyclical next to that next to the score bug which the world we live in right well i want more of that yeah i I would take up more of my tv space to see it see it i mean show me fantasy points show me everything you're trying to get people off their phone that's exactly what that's all about here yes and uh that leads into my point about the broadcast which i thought was excellent and i haven't said that a lot about an aikman buck broadcast this year um i I didn't i didn't think there was enough of it (laughs) i mean there's so much minutiae with the super bowl i mean there's so much pomp and circumstance everything is calculated you know, we've got to say this ad. We've got to, you know, the NFL has this coming up. There's just so much. You also have to second. remember, Mike, that it's a different broadcast. Yeah. Because worldwide, half of your viewers are non-football fans. Yep, worldwide. And, and that doesn't really happen in any other broadcast through the course of the year. And it changes the way, as a broadcaster, you should approach it the game. No, I don't that's believe why, it that's, should. That's but where it, I wanted to go with but you But it here. does. Yeah. And when, when, when 50 million of the 100 million people that watch it are neophyte football fans, mm-hmm. it's hard to start going deep X's and O's to that crowd. It's just not – It's you have to understand your audience. Well, and, and the other part about that audience, for the hardcore football fan, if you haven't figured out by now – What's working for what you know? What the what style yeah. the Nor- Niners yeah. play and what and Mahomes and right. the Chiefs do, um, and who the key players are and the type of routes they run and such. Then you know, shame on you for not paying attention. Yeah, yeah but you know where I'm going with this. I, I mean, the Sunday night broadcast on a, on a weekly basis is it's stats driven. Well, because the because I mean, the analyst versus... the analyst has an ownership stake yeah. in, in pro yeah, but he folks. was doing yes. that before he he locked in PFF. Right. I mean that that's that's been Collinsworth thing. I mean, and Michaels too. Michaels will speak to it. He'll speak numbers, oh, yeah. you know, as good as anybody. Michaels will speak gambling before yeah. anybody else. Ever. And, I mean, but Collinsworth, right, I talk about that, right? I, Collinsworth, I think, does a nice job of mixing though the strategy with the numbers. Okay. Because um, 
different sport, not going to say names, but uh, there was an analyst who just did numbers a lot, and the producer was very critical of him for just doing numbers. And uh, for the the other broadcasters, we were encouraged to get him away from talking numbers. Really? Yes. Um, and numbers can be a crutch when you're yes. when you're a yeah, broadcaster. Yes, but that was then. Yes. That was then, right? I well, I, if you, you don't think spe- we're but if you're a, just spewing stats, point. it doesn't work. No, right? no, you've, it's got to be part of the conversation. But it is now. I mean, that's yeah. why sites like mine exist. People want to talk about this stuff organically. People, you know, the, the money could be part of the conversation. Yeah, you can talk about Mahomes and, and where where he may be taking the league. I just think this was such a vanilla broadcast. It was a good broadcast, but there's so much that goes with it. You're shocked that that Buck and Aikman were as a vanilla broadcast. Uh, no, th- this is a Super Bowl comment. This isn't just about Super Bowl Fifty Four. Okay. This is the Super Bowl brings so much else into it, and I get it. It's money. I mean, clearly, it's a it's the big money day for the NFL and all these advertisements. But I don't know. It's just it's it's also the last game of the year, and we've spent an entire twenty weeks, you know, breaking down the X's and O's and and listening to the analysis in game. In game, I mean, sure. almost every broadcaster now brings some kind of in game analysis that includes stats, analytics, money, something, and this just completely I, voids it. And it's to say that it's because there's there's this new audience to me that doesn't hold up anymore. Well, I I, I I'll, I'll agree with I will I will agree with Paul on this. Uh, it is a different broadcast because uh, you do have half the people watching who probably it's the first time watching Patrick Mahomes. They don't watch football. Some are just there for the commercials. Um, and you know, not even lot, first time watching Kevin, e- right. even casual watchers, right? You know, a lot I mean, of people are watching it. That even football fans are watching it at a party. Yeah, they don't even care what they're saying. I won't I'm quibble. just saying. They're, they're, okay, yeah, they don't even care what they're that saying. That was going to be my response. Yeah. So, so you're saying so why they change? don't care? Why, then change? why change? See, now, I don't it, think here, they changed a ton. Yeah, to be I'll give you with one. You. I'll give you one quibble that I had, and this is. But I also don't the, pay attention to what they say all that right. lot because this is a little bit of what Tony Romo has done because he's brought a different style. That's How right. many times did Aikman before the snap highlight man to man coverage, Single coverage that, yes. and not once did, did the throw go there? Right. Not once. So you're saying he's not he's not good enough. No, to do it. I'm just saying. No, well, no, that's fair. There's a comment, but you don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know where the throw is going. So why are we dipping into that so we can look smart before the snap that I should watch this receiver when the play doesn't go there? No, he's so pointing he's pointing it out because as a quarterback, yeah. he looked for that. That's what he'd be like. Right, he'd be but looking. To for, me, he looks but, bad when that well, happens. But he looks different than <laughs> Romo because Aikman hasn't played in forever. That's probably right. And Romo's more. He's more used to what, hey, they show me man-to-man all these times. What he should have done is say, you know, I want to go back to that play because I pointed out, and a producer should have had him do this because he did say it a gazillion times. <laughs> no, the, a producer, you know, I'm going to be critical of the broadcast as a broadcaster watching it now. Okay. Um, I'm one of the things. If I was producing that, I'd say, hey, Troy, I'm gonna, let's run that back and tell everybody why he didn't throw to man-to-man coverage, right? Because you keep pointing it out, which – you should do, Kevin. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, here. yeah. Well, that's what the hardcore that's what football Collins fans will do. Great. He's he's yes. he's got like an instant review screen next to him, and he can break down the play a millisecond after it, it finishes. I want to say I want to say they. I want. I'm sorry, Paul. I, I want to say they went try to do it early in the broadcast. You think in they fairness, cut it? In fairness to Troy Aikman, 
uh, and I think Buck called for him to talk about it, and he goes, "Well, let's go. Let's, no, actually, we're going to show the interception." Yeah, like they had right. the wrong. They right. didn't have the replay that yeah. Buck think thought they were going to do, and so who knows that that might have been an issue. I, I don't, don't want. I don't want. <laughs> I hear you. I, listen, I'm with you. I don't want predictions. I want analysis. That's fine. So don't That's tell fine. me before the snap what you think is going to happen. Tell me after the snap why it happened. Well, that's what Romo does. So Romo tells you before that, the snap what's going to happen, Paul. Well, but I'm, he's not always right either. I agree and, with and I don't, you know, Give me that's, all of it. That's not, I don't want the before the snap stuff. See, well, no, I like the before the snap. Oh, I do too. I, I, I do too. I think I, that's what's been missing in the game. Is, yeah. Is the casual fan doesn't know what to look for. And Romo, I learn from Romo. I learn what to look for now because of Romo. Now, even if Aikman's wrong, I want to hear it. I want to yeah. hear it. I want to hear what he would look for. Yeah, I, I think it's think interesting. It's, I think it's a waste of time. It was it was annoying to me that he kept doing it, and so I'm all of a sudden I'm watching up there, and then I'm reacting because it didn't go there. You know, it ne- well, it was interesting that it never went there. Now, part of the reason was, it was most of the time it was Richard Sherman. Yeah, they just stayed right? away. You know, I mean, listen, when you play the Patriots and Stephon Gilmore, who was named Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. Um, you know, how many times did they not throw at him on one-on-one coverage? That's why you have a guy like that, so he can cover him one-on-one. And, and that should have been said. It wasn't said. So I, I agree with you on that point. I also, you know, I like when Romo uh, does it so I can say, uh, he tells me what he would run yeah. in that spot. That's right. Like, okay. And see, that that's sometimes a slippery slope, too. I mean, I appreciate you telling me what you would run, Tomo, Tony, but you're not playing. So right. tell me what they ran. And and I do believe Romo is better at, because he understands through the meetings and through his film study, what what the approach is for Kansas City. Now, I don't mind him telling me, if that's me, I'm going here. I'm okay with that. But I don't need to know that all the time because that's irrelevant. You're not playing quarterback. That strikes me sometimes as an ego thing that I'm not interested in. Well, and when Aikman played uh, quarterback, they he handed off to Emmett Smith or threw to Michael Irvin, <laughs> right? I mean, and defenses were not nearly as complex. Uh, there was a few crossing patterns to Jay Novacek back in those days. Wow, way to bring up Jay Novacek on here. All right, stock, uh, stock. Quarter, while we're on quarterbacks, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? What do we learn? I, I think we, we we learned what we need to know about Mahomes that yeah. he didn't have a very good game, but he's super clutch and super talented, and he's going to be the forty million dollar a year quarterback, whether that happens this he's year already the face or of the more league, right? likely next year. Yeah, he's the face of the year. What, if anything, did we learn about Garoppolo and where his standing is, Mike? That he's not Tom Brady. I'm sorry, Mike. I had to jump in there. He's not Tom Brady. Go ahead. Does anybody, anybody ever been. say he was? Who is he? Because I think I have a, I have a couple of guys who I think he might be. Well, you know, listen, the gr- great quarterbacks win those games. Yeah, that game was there for either quarterback to win, and Mahomes uh, won. That made you know he was shaky. For three quarters, I think that's fair to say. And then he was great in the fourth quarter, which has been his playoffs. It's been his season, right? He's, he's the, the comeback kid. The great quarterbacks can come back in a game. And when Garoppolo had that opportunity, he didn't. Didn't do anything. Or they put it away when they had the opportunity. But, to. He, had a, but he also had a throw there to uh, Sanders. Mm-hmm. Missed it. Bad. Right? I Missed didn't it. like that play call, that deep ball at all. Didn't like it at the time on third and ten. We're talking about the deep post pattern down the field. It was open. He missed the throw. It was there. I know he missed the throw. I how many but, throws but, did Pat Mahomes I don't know he hit. missed the throw, but on third Big and one. ten at a crucial point in the game, um, that's a low percentage throw. I didn't like that. Didn't like it at all. I don't know if that was his decision or whether that was a Shanahan play design decision. I just well, and all the, to all, go for forty yards when on when when you if you got eight 
and a chance to go for it on fourth and two and completely change the game around, I would have preferred I, that. I, it clearly was a good call because they called it against the defense the Chiefs were showing, and Sanders got behind the defense, and he missed the throw. The so co- The quarterback missed the throw. It you, was there. You mentioned Mahomes had a rough first half, and I, I mentioned earlier here that I thought Garoppolo was efficient and then looked like a deer in headlights the second half. That's what Mahomes never did. Mahomes had maybe his worst half of football as an NFL player that in the first half of the Super Bowl and still ran to the, ran to the tunnel at halftime with his shoulders. You know what yeah, I mean? Mistakes yeah. of his, aggression. His poise and his leadership just by, I think, just by physical example is incredible. But, it, it is what makes him the best player in football right now, and it's why he was able to persevere in the second half. Yeah. Garoppolo looked like he was defeated in the second well, half. Well, the reason why is Mahomes, uh, he's been doing that for two years in Kansas City, and Garoppolo did it in one game against the Saints. Yeah. I mean, uh, last year's injury really set him fair, back, right? Kevin. And he was the f- top five quarterback in the NFL this year. Okay, but... So to say he did it in one game is, is unfair to him. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, and, in, and now saying, to hold Mahomes, up, to hold the fact that they could run for seven yards every time they handed the ball off against Minnesota and Green Bay, I think is unfair to say that he couldn't do it in those I didn't, games. Well, I didn't say he couldn't, but he didn't. And he hasn't. didn't have to. Well, he hasn't yet. He didn't. I'm telling you why he didn't. But, but when you have to do something and you're accustomed to doing it, you're not you're not daunted by the task. This I mean, Garoppolo's the first pressure he'd been under in the postseason to bring his team back, yeah, right, and he wasn't able to do it. So he missed, you're, he, you're telling me San Francisco was too good in their previous two games. I'm saying his well, road know, to I, the Super Bowl was much easier than Patrick Mahomes' road. Yeah, to the Super Bowl. and to me, to make that a negative sounds ridiculous. I'm not saying me. it's a negative. Well, but, you, but saying, you're saying it's a negative because he didn't get a chance to do it leading up to the Super Bowl because he didn't have to. So let's, let's. I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying he he was not used to that scenario, yeah. and he didn't succeed in that scenario because he hadn't been accustomed. To, this is just my my opinion. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was down ten points, and he wasn't daunted by it because what the hell? He'd been down before to the Titans, like, and let his team back. He was down against the Patriots a year before in the AFC Championship game, and because of the stupid overtime rules, he didn't get the football to try to extend the game. Yeah, this is. I mean, for all intents, this is Garoppolo's first full season. Right. Right? I mean, he missed every, everything last year because of the injury. Three games he played, right? Four so, games. If you so pull the, nine out of ten, you pull you know all the teams in the NFL, I bet you 90% will say, I'll take Garoppolo okay, so let's, as my quarterback. Let's talk about where his contract <coughs> makes him settle into. This is, this is the kind of quarterback the 49ers thought Garoppolo was going to be. Before 2018, right, they, they acquire him in 2017. They, uh, they let it play out a little bit, and then February of 2018, they decide they're going to extend him and make him the starting quarterback. They give him a $27.5 million contract, which at that time was fourth. And it's not the four that matters. It's the fact that it was $6 million less than Aaron Rodgers. $6 million. That's crazy. I mean, if you think about a, a starting quarterback now who needs a contract, the, I, I mean, outside of Tannehill, maybe. I think maybe Tannehill's down there a little bit, but you're going to be close to that 35. I mean, Dak's, sure. Dak's not going to be $29 million. Right. You know and what I mean? I, Dax, I, and I think Garoppolo's a better quarterback than Dak. Okay. But here, here's the names that – so you've got Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan way ahead of that number at that point. They put him in $500,000 less than Kirk Cousins, which I think is ex- – that's an extremely important fact right there. Because I think that's probably the quarterback they thought they were getting that's right there. That's totally the quarterback right? they 
they had wanted if you, if some of the most of the reports and stories that came out about the evolution of that trade yeah. basically said Shanahan was locked in on bringing in Kirk Cousins at the end of that season because he had worked with him in Washington. They knew he was going to be a free agent. That was exactly where they were going. And the Garoppolo trade offer threw all of that off. And the, the one story that I read said that the, the part of the decision when Bait, when Belichick calls and says, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick? The reason San Francisco didn't say immediately yes was – they had to decide whether they were preferred to wait yeah. till the end of the season to go sign Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, so and perfect, there is right? some sense that that's the, the route Shanahan would have preferred to have done instead of trading the number two for Garoppolo. Who would you take right now? Garoppolo. I'd take Garoppolo. With, I think I would, with too. A, ten times out of ten. Yeah. So, look. Here, I think you know my thoughts on Cousins. I've yeah. made that pretty clear here. So, ten, hundred times out of a hundred. Okay. So, they, they settled Garoppolo in between Cousins and Derek Carr. And that's about right. Yeah. Don't you think it's about sure. right? Yeah. I mean, Listen, I, I, despite my comments about his Super Bowl performance, I think Garoppolo is a very good quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about that, what I just said, that this is actually his first full year. Look, Mahomes didn't get the, get the job done in his first full year. He got right. about this far, you know, almost to the Super Bowl, right, last year. And uh, they had to pump the brakes. But he came back, you know, but Mahomes, even with an injury better than ever this year. Mahomes so, is a special talent. That's fine. That's I mean, fine. He's a special player. But but in order for Garoppolo to get over the Cousins hump, which we've just kind of put on him here, he's got he's got to win the Super Bowl. Cousins sure. doesn't want a thing, right? And that's been his that's been his animal. That's, well, that's, that's, boy, I, I know what you're saying, Mike. I'll disagree with you in that one of the things that we all beat up Kirk Cousins on is he never, up until the playoff game in New Orleans, uh, has won a game against a winning team or a big game or a Monday Night Football. I mean, that's the stat attached to Kirk Cousins. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo's done that. And way more. He's better. Yeah, way better. He's better. Way better. He's better. I think he's better. Yeah. Uh, his contract, by the way, just so, and, so and, it's out and there. And way better it, it, despite not having won the Super Bowl. I, I never want to hold up any player sure. as a negative because they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, to me, that's You're ridiculous. a Marino guy, right? That, that, well, that, but that's ridiculous <laughs> to me. One team wins it, and for a lot of reasons, sometimes beyond the quarterback, teams do and don't win Super Bowl. So I always think that's sure. a little unfair to uh, – I'm not a Marino guy. I'm the opposite, but I understand <laughs> your point there, and – Dan Marino's greatness isn't any less because he didn't win the Super Bowl. If you want to argue Dan Marino versus Mar versus Montana and some of those guys, I don't have a whole lot of argument for yeah. you. Yeah. But Dan Marino was a transcendent quarterback in NFL history, and to say, well, he didn't win a Super Bowl, so he's not as good or that good, I think is a mistake. Yeah, but yet they deemed him one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL's 100. Although one as of he should be. Uh, really? Yeah. You think he's one of the top, was you, it six quarterbacks he, ahead? Is he better than Rodgers and Breeze, who didn't get in? Yeah, he's not. Th I'm that's sorry. the argument. I, that's where I struggle. Here's what I'll say to you. And he Kevin, couldn't get past Kevin, Jim you, Kelly. Kevin you, Kevin, you grew up in the same era that I did. There was no better player. I don't know how I want to say this. He's a better passer. Dan Marino was incredible at his peak. In a time when the league did not do what Dan Marino did, and, and to some degree that's 
part of the reason why he was thought so great, but also his ability to come in and do what he did. And yeah. they threw the ball outside of the Chargers and Air Coriel. Nobody threw the ball the way they did it and the way he did it and the numbers that he put up. And they won a lot of games. They didn't couldn't get by the Bills, couldn't get to the Super Bowl. They won a lot of games because they were passing the ball and because Dan Marino was that good. He, he was a great passer, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so he's Kirk Cousins. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Matthew Stafford. Well, we'll talk about it later. Um, I, I think Matthew Stafford actually is a is a pretty decent comp. comparison yeah. <laughs> to Dan Marino. Just so it's out there, Garopp- as a passer, Garoppolo's oh, contract on, is Paul. done. By the way, no it's gar- over. It's, oh, there's no guarantee. Nah, yeah, they uh, he'll get a guaranteed salary about 15 million on April 1st. Uh, but you know he's going to be back next year. There's no discussing that. But let's say 2020 isn't so hot. Right, and he's got a little setback here. They're, they can get out for like two million of dead cap after this year, so it's it's yeah, make or break. Because in you've some, o- in some degrees for Garoppolo, you've always explained to us, and when you talk about Garoppolo's contract, the perspective of they had a ton of cap room. Yeah, uh, they didn't have anybody to spend it on, so they gave him a ton of money, more than he was worth at the time. Yeah. But they did that because of their cap situation. So whenever you talk about Jimmy's contract, and whenever I hear anybody talk about it, because you've taught me well, Mike, yeah. I feel like you, you you're mistaken and not throwing that into the explanation too he wasn't being he was being paid at the time maybe double what his value was based on his production but it was because they were in a situation where they could and I think as John Lynch has said we did that then because we knew the market was going to change and we would rather have gotten him at paid overpaid him for a while until he became underpaid so let me let me put some uh some sort of parallels to this because I really want this to be the thing. I want this to be what teams do because really what this is is it's like a, it's like a two-year, fully guaranteed, super high cash contract, which is your NBA. Co- that's what we want, right? We want, and this is the position that can do it. Um, it's it's back-to-back franchise tags. That's all this is. Yeah, that's all this is. Yeah. Just front-load the contract with two gigantic franchise tags, and then they're option years after that. They're not literally option years, but you can do whatever you need to do at that point. That's what Dak Prescott should be getting right now. What are the Cowboys screwing around with? Look, I put a tweet out yesterday, and it was really just an anger tweet, right? I, I, <laughs> should I, never I, tweet angry. Oh, I loved that. I woke up with a <laughs> cup of coffee, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to destroy the Cowboys this morning. I, I, I put a scenario where they could trade for Derek Carr at, at three years and $58 million left, which is phenomenal. That's $19 million a year for a starting quarterback. An experienced starting quarterback yeah. who's got halfway decent. He threw for four thousand yards last year. I mean, he can he can sling the ball if he's in the right offense. Um, and the reason I did it is it's it's embarrassing that Dak Prescott is under contract right now. It's embarrassing. Like, what, there's it, it is seventy percent the most important position in football. Right, everything else falls into that thirty percent category. It is that important. It's seven to one right now how important the quarterback is. Clearly, we're not talking yes. about anybody else from the Super Bowl. We're talking about Mahomes. Damian Williams had two good plays, right? Yes. That's it. That's it. And, and because they, they were on the heels of Mahomes' greatness. If you've got a guy you think you like, and I'll stop right there, they clearly don't know if they like him, right? Yeah, the they, Cowboys you're talking about. Yeah, they clearly yeah, don't, mean, we, don't know if they like We've talked about this a lot. They're, they're, I, I get what you're saying. I think what you're saying is that, that if you have doubts, yeah. give him a front-loaded, shorter contract – uh, as opposed to the franchise tag, because in the case of the Niners, to use Garoppolo as the example, if after last year he doesn't take 
steps forward, yeah. they can get rid of them. Get out. Dump them. So what you're saying is instead of franchising Dak, which is what the, appears to be headed towards yeah. happening, why didn't you give him a three-year deal at $25 million a year and structure it so that if after two years he doesn't get any better and he remains the Dak that has question marks, they could have gotten out of him, right? Is that what is that? I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, what I'm saying is make it look like a six for 200. But put but put eighty in the first two and a half right. years. Right. You know what I mean? Give him eighty in two and a half years. He'll clearly sign that. He nobody's going to turn down that money. And if you hate him in two years, then break everything up. But that's when you can break up Zeke anyway. I mean, it just makes sense. Do it. All right. Let's. Uh, I, I want to talk more about this um, because I have a, a cap question. Okay. What it concerns that and, I have a, and a CBA. cap question for you as well, too. All right, but I want to uh, remind you that today's episode is brought to you by The Athletic, a description-based sports news site delivering in-depth sports coverage for real fans. You get detailed coverage in every trade, free agent signing, storylines on your team, expert analysis from national writers, including Ken Rosenthal, Michael Lombardi, Pierre Lebrun, pitchers and catchers report soon. Yeah. Plus deep insights from analytics gurus and former team executives like John Hollinger and Seth Partnow and new writers added each day. Join today. Get 40% off your yearly subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash bottrack 40 off. Again, that's theathletic.com slash S-P-O-T-R-A-C 40 off. Do you think when it comes to his contract, mm -hmm. is he A, waiting to see what Pat Mahomes does, B, it, should Mahomes do, sign now, or C, should they all wait until this CBA uh, is signed that, that apparently is like being printed and ready for everybody yeah, to Yeah, which execute. is scary. Because um, any time a CBA is signed before, this close to you know, the, the league year when teams are trying to figure out one direction to go in and then things may change drastically, that's scary to me. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping this thing drags out until the summer. <laughs> Right. Let's get free agency over and the draft over and let and things kind of stay as they are, and then we'll switch it up. Isn't the urgency on the NFL's part to get this done because TV contracts are up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but but I guess that's my point. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. If I'm a player, I want the TV contracts done and right. then the CBA done so I can see how much more money they're going right. to pay. But I'm saying that's why the NFL is pushing this to get it done because they want to have they want to be able to go to the networks and get the stupid amount of increases they're going to get knowing the networks know that there's going to be labor peace and there's never there's not going to be any threat right that's because this is a little earlier than it normally has been right that we may be close oh, yeah. to getting it done oh yeah and, and you're dead on Paul but it is a little cat and mouse because a if the CBA signed this spring and then the TV deals expire I believe it's after 20 right is it after the I season? believe it's after 20 yes. okay so just like the cap does, right? Well, just like the CBA does, right? But if they get the CBA done now without really knowing the fruits of that t that new TV deal, then what's going to happen with the league salary cap? If they've already got things written into this new CBA, and then all this more money comes in, to me, that's going to be money left off the table for the players. There has to be accounting for that by the NFLPA, huh. doesn't there? You're giving them too much credit. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah it's so to answer your question, it, it all derives from what's the league cap going to be. I, but speaking of, it sounds like the NBA cap is going down next year, which is – that's a revelation. That'll be a problem for some teams. It's going to be a big problem because it's gone up about $16 million over the last two years. So, um, Well, that's part of the, 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 the China issue earlier no, no, this year, No, no, it's not right? part of it. It's all of it. That's all of it. There you go. Interesting. Actually, it's, it's about 80%, and the rest of it is every, everybody who matters outside of LeBron is injured, and nobody's watching basketball right now, and that's just a fact. So that's a big part of it too. There's they're losing some advertising right now because the ratings are really really bad for whatever reason. But 
Um, so that's going down. I think the NFL is probably in 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 line for that a complete opposite. They're probably in line for a 2016 NBA situation where things just skyrocketed. And if that's the case, and if they're assuming what I'm assuming, everybody has to wait, right? Yeah. Because if we're basing $40 million per year for Mahomes off a $200 million cap, which is what our projection is, but then in 2021, you know, this this time next year, we're talking about 220, which it could be. That's about what the NBA jump was, about $20 million. If we're talking 220, then that quarterback's going to be worth 45 just to start. Well, Mahomes, just to start. Mahomes is worth it now. He's worth it now. Right? But And he we'll get, in, their cap, we'll get into right? it a little right. bit here. But, yeah, does that have to go away? Let's just talk about it now. I don't want to wait. Yeah, you, you, you and, and show notes for today, and, and Mike prepares show notes for us every week, uh, which makes us sound smarter. <laughs> um, the NBA has the bird exception. They've got a couple of things. They've Which got a soft to- cap with a with a luxury tax. Right. There's a lot of reasons that the teams can sort of decide if they're really going to pay or not in a, in a given year. That doesn't exist for the NFL. Right. But they've changed the bird exception over the years because when the bird yeah. exception really came in as a million, well, a one million dollar bird exception for a veteran to keep him on your team. Yeah, one million bucks. You get an entire additional year now. Yes. So it's five years to stay with us, four years to go anywhere else. That's the 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 crux of the bird rights in the NBA. Which is brilliant. Yes, it is. It's brilliant. Totally but, brilliant. But but NHL has a similar thing where you can yes, sign an eight-year eight. deal as opposed to a seven. No, seven to eight. Seven to eight. You get an extra year to stay with your team. Um, but I think the reason it, it's come it's come together like it did for the NBA was they needed it. <laughs> they needed it yes. to put in a reason to keep guys on the same team. Because uh, there was just so much movement coming, but and that hasn't prevented the stars from going. Because yeah. the stars are going to get their money no matter what, right? And that's a different conversation. For and it's sure. the same thing in the NFL. The stars, like Patrick Mahomes, listen, he can wait, he can sign now. He's going to get his money. The issue is going to be getting his money, and what is it going to do to the football team? That's right, a la Tom Brady. That's right. That's the problem here. That's that's the the conflict that the league versus the team versus the player. There's no there's no really good answer to it outside of Brady, right? I mean, yeah. is anybody going to be Tom Brady? No, no one's going to do that ever again. No one's going to take $80 million less over the course of a career just to allow their team. And, and, and oh, by the way, we always talk about this, and I want to talk about it now a little bit. Who got the money? Who got the money that the Tom Brady didn't take? <laughs> what big Outside of Stefan Gilmore, what big contract did the Patriots lock in because Tom Brady took a $15 million pay cut? See that that uh, it didn't it didn't that it didn't goes to, that goes to the point I want to bring up. <laughs> Darrell Revis got it one year. The point I want to bring up with you is, and I don't want to do it now because you're on a roll here. The point is the cap has gotten so big yes. that it, it's everybody ir- has cap It's an space. irrelevant discussion now. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't because we, we we all agree Patrick Mahomes is probably worth more than forty million a year. Right, so if you're going to yes. jump in, but if the cap's going to be two twenty, and the model for building an NFL teams now it doesn't matter. You're never going to spend all that. Yeah, There's no possible way you're going to spend except, all that. Except when that happens, and Mahomes does get $45 million, if we're going to say that, right? Now we're going to have the conversation that the NBA had to go through with LeBron and Chris Paul where you had 10 players here, and you had 60% of the league as rookies here, and then you had these guys in the middle who were making $1.2 million. They're making literally $40 million less than the superstars. But if, you, but if we're no already good. talking about the quarterbacks yeah. being the guys up here, yeah. isn't that already happening? 
Yeah, but it won't just be the quarterbacks. Is is the point, right? If you're yeah, gonna, but but it, but or will it? Because we sit here and talk no. an awful lot about teams don't sign free agents anymore. They build through the draft. They don't pay running backs anymore. Um, they've determined which positions they will pay and which they flat out won't. Sure. And here's the point that I brought up. I had a fan come up to me over the weekend, and we're starting to see it now that we've reached the off season available cap space. Oh, and we're here in Buffalo. Oh, the Bills got tons of cap space. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. I said, hold off a minute now have they have never ever been a team that has gone out and played the free agent market with big money to use all their cap space so why do you think they're going to do it now whether they have it or they don't have it and to me we've been so trained because of the way the NFL has evolved over the last 10 to 15 years and thanks to guys like you to be locked in on cap space the biggest off-season statistic is available cap space to me based on what we've talked about it's irrelevant there isn't every team is going to have $50 million of cap space because none of them are going to fill it because nobody's going to go Washington Redskins and <laughs> sign a bunch of ridiculous overpriced guys and give them a ton of money anymore. They're not paying running backs. They're not paying certain positions, linebackers. So every if every team has $50 million of cap space, what's the point of telling me how much everybody has? Without looking, what do you think the league average is right Available now? Available cap, cap space, space? T- 18 to 20. You know, <laughs> sorry, I'm making you think in the morning. I mean, there's some teams that have like 30 and 40, right? But I'm going to guess, and there's some teams that still have a lot of stars that are tight to it. So I'm going to say somewhere between 15 and 20 million. It's 43, guys. Available cap space on average? On average, it's wow. 40. That is. Uh... Wow. <laughs> There are 20 teams with over $42 million to work with right now, so according to our site. there's no possible way they're all going to come close <laughs> to spending half of that. So no, we're going to spend no. the next well, three months, next two and a half months, or until free agency in mid-March, going crazy over all this stuff when it's totally irrelevant. Well, but so uh, we're yelling about them not spending cap space, but yeah. it's because but it's because they've learned. Yeah. Uh, they don't need to. You can and, win without spending. Yes. So now we're at the point but, where but, I wanted to get to, guys, but, because that is the, that's the yeah. disconnect, disconnect between the league, who has set this mandate to roll cap over, right. yep. and they have got a low, uh, a low floor on spending, so you can really kind of right. finagle By the it. way, I did see one story where they talked about some of the issues in the new CBA, yeah, and the first thing that jumped out at me because of these conversations is these, the players want the cap floor raise. It's got to. The, spend, yes. the, the spending floor has to come up. You don't have to really touch anything else. But if you bring the spending floor up, then the middle class will get paid. Right. That'll fix the problem that I and just brought up. And linebackers and running backs will start to get paid because you have to oh, pay no. someone. No, that's no? not going to happen. No? Paul, you tweeted me. You, you sent me a tweet I know, about, about running every top running back in the Super Bowl yeah. the past 10 years, and they've been making a million dollars. So yeah. why would anybody yeah. sign a running back? Anymore? Well, I'm just saying, in general, people are going to start getting paid that haven't been paid yeah. because they're going to have to pay somebody. They're going to have kickers to, are going to start getting paid. Well, right now the the spending floor is over a three year term. That's got to go away too. Every year you should have to spend money. Yeah, every single year there's somebody on your team that that needs an extension. Extend them, right? Like for instance, we're in Buffalo. I was on a show yesterday or an interview yesterday that I talked to all Buffalo, and I had it took me an hour beforehand to figure out who the heck the Bills need to spend money on because they really don't have to. It's similar to how the the, the Chiefs operated this past off season. They didn't spend any. They spent 160 million million in cap, the lowest in football, yeah. and won the Super well, Bowl. Well, in particular, to so. Buffalo, they let their starting center Mitch Morse go, signed the highest yeah. contract for a center in the NFL. They the Chiefs replaced him with a guy they had groomed and had ready, and yeah. didn't second skip round a beat. pick. No, didn't skip a it beat. didn't. Right. That's what I mean. That 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 that's possible right now, and I don't think that should be. 
All right, you've got teams that value at five plus billion dollars. Okay, that's a real thing. That's what the NBA is too. And the but the, the players of the NBA said, no, no, enough's enough with this. LeBron went to the floor and said, no, I got to get my guys down here paid because otherwise we're just not going to be a happy league. And they're really not happy right now for some reason. But um, he at least addressed the fact that it, it's got to trickle up, right? Because obviously the stars are always going to be paid. You said it, Kevin. Stars Ke- are getting Kevin, their money. Kevin Durant can go anywhere at any point in time and sign the max contract, whatever he wants right. to. And maybe he's a bad example. So quarterbacks are always going to get paid in the NFL. But, but, and this is what we can we can finish with the conversation here. But can they? Yes, we're talking about all this cap space. But can you really do what we're projecting here? Can you really do a two for ninety million dollar contract for Patrick Mahomes? Two for ninety. That means the cap doesn't spread out, right? I'm saying a true so two for forty five million dollar hit per year. Let's just say saying. that's what it is. Yeah, but if the cap is two hundred and fifty million dollars, yeah. um, what percent off the top? What percentage is forty five million of two fifty? I don't know. Uh, you know, twenty um, percent <laughs> is that what you pay quarterbacks? Close enough. Yeah. Okay, so why not? Then we should see that, right? Yeah, we should start seeing that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, yeah. We, we just fixed the whole NFL. Yeah, I think in 10 the, the, the issue is cash. Actually I do too. Paying, the, the issue is actually paying. We Kevin, a lot of people think that. Yeah. The, the, the issue is hey, here's the valuations. Here's what the cap is. But yeah. the, the the issue is forty five million of two hundred fifty million dollar cap is eighteen percent. Yeah. So it's not enough. You know, there's a listener listener in um you know the state of Kansas who already figured that out. <laughs> I know. That's a, a an yeah. ode to a tweet that went out. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyhow. Um, for those who don't wear the president <laughs> of the United States tweeted out congratulations to the state of Kansas on their victory. Look at I'm not really? I'm not backing wow. anybody here, but it's a little ridiculous that Kansas City's not in Kansas, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where where did we go wrong on this one? Now there is a Kansas City. There in is Kansas, right across the river, but just correct? not that one. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, someone told him that and prepared to tweet just I to mean, send just to. It's a little bit him. stupid that. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, no, the the. the Part of the issue is, I love like, you, Missouri. <laughs> you know, we have the valuations of teams and the valuations of players, but yeah. there also is, hey, all right, um, there actually is the cash on hand to pay it. And look, it's all I talk about now, right? Is cash cash flow? And listen, these that's, people that are, is what matters to the player. Yeah, <laughs> that's what matters to the player yeah. is the cash money. Yeah, but it also matters to the owner because we're talking about one player, but they've got to outlay so much cash. Yeah, and. You know, they may not have the actual cash. A lot yeah. of people are, Escrow is I can't part do of it that too. anymore. I can't. I can't. You don't have think that. You, you think they have just uh, this money sitting in the bank in Come cash? On. Come on, you're not buying an NFL team when, if you can't afford to listen, run. Listen, you just I, you're just not. I I worked for the owners of the Bills when they uh, they own the Sabers and when yeah. they bought the Bills, they had to sell assets to get the cash to buy the team. Look, now they just did a whole cash transaction, didn't leverage anything, but other people do leverage things, and listen. Khalil Mack, right? There, it was uh, yeah. through the rumor mill. They didn't have the cash to pay him. That's why they had to trade him. Right. Yeah. Again, for people that don't know, when you see those guaranteed numbers on contracts, the teams actually have to put guaranteed all of signing. that money yes. into escrow. So even if it's a five-year deal, that guaranteed money that that isn't going to technically be paid in the fifth year of the deal has to be fronted. Right? Am I right about that? Yes, the guaranteed okay. signing has to go into an escrow. It's got to be put in a, into an account so that it's guaranteed. It, it will absolutely be there for the player when it becomes available. The fine, maybe that changes the new CBA. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this: in the new CBA, yeah, um, can it be where a player, I'll say Patrick Mahomes, yep, he could sign a contract that gives a percentage and ownership of the team? Uh, I, I'm not. Are you are you still big on this? <laughs> 
Absolutely. I'm off this a little bit. I'm off this a little bit. Why would an owner give up steak like that? Yeah. Because you can't pay him all the cash that he wants. But you see, you really believe that? I think I think to NFL owners, cash is like cap to the GM. Well, we can find it anywhere. Oh, I, I, I truly believe that we can find it anywhere. You Come could on, go these guys all add have a other partner businesses. in, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think well, they have that. other businesses, but not uh, all the, of them though. The, the hunt, the owners of the Chiefs, it's a, it's a um, it's handed down through generation. Yeah, it's not. He wasn't a billionaire that went and bought the team. So I'm just talking about the, the Chiefs in particular. Now, could he find someone to loan him some cash? I mean, he probably has the cash. He just won the freaking Super Bowl. I understand that part, yeah. part of it. But I'm saying for the players, if I'm the player, all right, if you're Patrick Mahomes, now he's going he's gonna to cash in big okay. uh, later down the road. This was – and the reason why this rumored there was talk about Brady to Miami, okay. all right, and <laughs> yeah. getting a piece of the ownership yeah. of the football team. If I'm Tom Brady, well, yeah, what the hell you got going on the rest of your career? Why not have a stake in the sport where you made your fortune? Yeah, we you heard know this so much with about uh, Peyton to Tennessee Peyton Manning, too, right? Right, right. right. Uh, why wouldn't you want a piece of, of this conglomerate? What if it's 2%? That's not, if an owner gives up 2% of the team, what the hell does he care? Look, the, the Falcons, who were awful, right? I mean, they got a little better maybe the second half of the season, but they were, they've been awful now for two seasons. They led the league with $258 million cash spent this year, just salaries. Yeah, well, that's, they sell a lot of plungers at Home Depot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> CNN does well for them down there. Um, I'm just saying, like that's what we're talking but, about. And we're what did it about, get them? Is your point? What did it get them? We're talking 250. I mean, the Dolphins only spent 156 so, million. Right. Cash. They spent they spent right. 100 million less than the, than yeah. the top in the league. But but don't forget but that's cash. That, that's yearly cash. But that's that, the range right there. But the cash comes from a large chunk of that cash. Yeah. comes from the television contract. Isn't it like 250 million? Which is a about team? to double, right? Something like that. Which is about to double. Yeah. So there should be no cash conversation. The only cast conversation should be, how do we get more in the players' pockets? Front-loaded, smaller contracts, and owners that ha- are forced to pay more. A, a higher a higher floor, sure. right? Well, the only way that's going to happen is the star players like Patrick Mahomes yeah. are going to say, you've got to raise the floor. Okay, so Because I go in that locker room every every week, and I'm making $45 million bucks. And those guys blocking for me, yes. saving my rear end, yeah. are making... Eighty yeah. percent less than I, and I can't if I, I, you know, I buy a Rolex every year, but they already have have one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that's not going to make them happy. So how? Let's round this back into form. <laughs> how do, can the Chiefs, or how can the league make it possible for the Chiefs to keep Patrick Mahomes for his entire career? Because that's what we're losing. We're losing. Okay, let me st- let me step back. Does do you care if Patrick Mahomes goes somewhere else in uh, four years? It's such a because it'd be four years. No, because you know what? I, and I'll we'll just go to the NBA. People love you don't, watching, but you don't care. Um, I don't. I listen. I I cared when LeBron James went to Miami. Okay, and I thought it was awesome well, that he that went sucked. back to Cleveland. Yeah, right. And I didn't care when he went to the Lakers. So I I think it depends. Are fans you, becoming trained to the turnover? I mean, is that that's is that we we obsess over? free agency we obsess over the draft are, aren't we haven't we gone from the days where we wanted our guys to stay to the days where i want that guy and that guy and that guy sure yeah do you think there's any correlation to the nba's rating drop and just how much freaking movement there's been no i i think the star players not playing um that that means more and, well i also think st- most of the star players too being on the west coast matters a lot okay what do you have i mean you that's have a big in, part of it yeah right i mean you have in the east you have Giannis, 
Tatum's playing great for Boston, but nobody he's knows him. He's not a star. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, nobody knows him. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and again, ratings these days, the, the ratings discussion needs perspective in as well. Ratings are dropping everywhere into everything across the board as we have yeah. changed our viewing habits. All right, but our, we're talking about Nielsen ratings, right? I, I would I, imagine. I don't know, I, you no, know, you can include streaming. Is I, I would assume streaming? they... I, don't, if they if, I was going to say, if we're just talking about broadcast ratings... Let's say we are. Then it's it's not a fair measure today because no, listen, of course. I, I watched the first quarter of the Super Bowl on my phone. Did you? Yes, streamed it. <laughs> right? Uh, do they count that as a viewer? Well, somebody's counting it somewhere. Yeah, but, correct. You know, I don't correct. You know how that's all being. I mean, it's changed the television game completely. Are are millennials sitting down and watching NBA okay. games? No, so, they're watching highlights on their phone. That's a great point, Kevin, because I think it ties back to where I'm going here. I mean, are they tied to one team? Because that's another part of this generation is we can watch every single team. And where do we... Every single team. Yeah. how much have we talked about fantasy and yeah. daily fantasy and right. gambling? A mixture of players, right. Doesn't that move you away from teams and more to players? Hey, l- look at... Aren't there cheers in visiting stadiums when a guy yeah. scores yeah. a touchdown? That's a good point. And I think people had him on their fantasy team? I, I think that we, plus Kevin's point about it being a big West Coast push for these NBA stars is probably... That's probably it. Like we sit and set our fan, our daily fantasy lineups, and generally speaking, it's Clippers and Lakers and Rockets, and, and right. Yes. And, and and you know, if you're on the East Coast, you're staying up for the first half of those games. That's it. So, that's probably a big part of it. Does the NFL have that problem? Probably not. Right? No, they don't. No, they don't. They probably they do don't not. have that problem because they're East Coast biased with their scheduling. Well, the, their the, times are all East Coast based. But the NFL's done a brilliant job of owning nights. They own Sunday, Thursday. They yep. they they took Sunday away from the Catholic Church. All right, <laughs> did they? It's not my joke. I did heard they? that somewhere. They own Sunday. Yeah, yes, they did. I feel like it's uh, maybe pulling in both directions. All right, they own they own Sunday. It was a joke. Okay, for all right, um, they own Sunday. Uh, they mostly own Monday night. Yeah. They've done a great job. They've swayed me to Thursday night. Yeah. I used to hate, like I used to hate football on Thursday nights. Now I'm like, I can't wait for Thursday night. Yep. Yeah. Anywhere, any, every year, the top 100 rated programs on television. Oh, 90 of them are NFL and, games, and it could be the Buccaneers and Lions playing on Thursday night, and I'm watching. Right. It, it'll be the it'll be the combine <laughs> right? this year in prime time. Yeah. And we'll we'll blow ratings away for any other NBA games or whatever that are on that night. And. When NFL, you ask any uh, any twenty five year old who's a sports fan, probably knows every quarterback. He can name you the starting quarterbacks for all thirty two teams in yep. the NFL. He can't tell you the star player for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. So I'm just saying, like, uh, they can't name the star players on on every team. They just right. can't do it. They can't tell you uh, Devin Booker on the on the Suns, right? They can't tell you Trey Young on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, right. I mean, so that that's a problem the NBA has. Where back in the day. Man, yeah, we could tell you Paul Pressey was great for the Milwaukee Bucks. Could rattle off the starting yeah, five in, for anybody. Yeah, you know, way back in the day. We could tell you Alex English on the Utah Jazz. Sure. Right? Because, I don't know, they only saw him one day a week, so it was appointment viewing. NFL is still appointment viewing. None of the other sports are. None of the other sports are appointment viewing because they're on all the time and they're everywhere. Yes. Um, it hasn't hurt them financially, it seems. Uh, again, the NBA <laughs> thing is because of China. 
Well, the, the NFL was freaking out about ratings last year, remember? And, yes. uh, you, you know, it, just need, it was just like a hiccup. Well, and watch. It was a hiccup. But that was a controversy about kneeling for the anthem, yeah. and that has gone away. But mm-hmm. watch the next TV contract. We'll have Amazon, Facebook, yes. or Google. That They will be as big a part or at least start to increase their percentage the NFL's percentage of revenue will start to move away from the straight networks yeah. into those kinds of opportunities. They, are, they already are doing yeah, that. It's already Hulu because Tom Brady told us that with that you know, cryptic <laughs> photo and then the commercial in the Is Super coming? Bowl. Is he coming? Is he going? So, oh, no, he's going to Hulu. So Brady's at and I'm not going year anywhere. 20 here, okay? And I want to I finish this off with this question. Brady's at year 20. Uh, who knows what he's going to do? Let's not even get into it today. He's not going anywhere, Mike. Yeah. He said that in the commercial. At the Super Bowl. He said he's not going anywhere. By the way, nice blazers. They were look like ushers at the movie theater. The, right? Um, Those are bad. Um, <laughs> does the NFL need to build something into the CBA that allows the current teams to have the advantage? Like the bird, in keeping, like the bird in rights. In keeping their star players. I, I, I say no. Because it's the complete opposite right now. It's the complete opposite. It's, it's we're going to give the teams so much control that even if you try to leave, we're going to slap a tag on your wrist and pull you back in. To me, that stinks. But That's the wrong way to go about this because you want to be, be promoting the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. And the, cha- the, the chance that he could be gone in a year and a half, that's not good for small market Kansas City. Well, see, the scare, you just said the scary thing that popped into my head is somewhere along the line, somebody would go, boy, if we could get Patrick Mahomes Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. They want him they, now. Right. The NFL wants him in well, LA. That's what I mean. There's no question. That's what I mean. So I don't know that, that you know, I'm not saying the NFL would, would actively change those rules to get that happen. But like I said, player movement is is what's become what of our, our yeah. world. Our world is intrigued by where's he going? Is he coming here? Is he? I mean, we're we're seeing this with Tom Brady now at the tail end of his career. Half the league is like, oh, can we get him? The right, you know, I I mentioned to Mike before we started, Bill Barnwell it, it throwing out that he should that Brady will go to San Francisco and they'll trade Garoppolo back to New England. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it it the cottage industry of where Tom Brady is will occupy our sports talk radio and internet um of view, viewing and reading over the next month and a half I, i'm going to say no on this for the nfl um one because we're talking about um the an anomaly in tom brady who's the you know the greatest quarterback to play yep. the game um secondly aaron Rodgers remaining in green bay yep. says everything you need to know about the league got his money to play in green bay okay california kid didn't wait to go play in california somewhere so that says everything about the league, and everybody knows who Aaron Rodgers is, and he plays in one of the smallest markets, if not the smallest market in the That's NFL in Green Bay. So I'll say no. Okay. I don't think it's a it's a major problem with quarterbacks at all. And, and frankly, um, what else outside, matters? Yeah, well, I was <laughs> yeah. say, outside of matters? that. Upside of right. that, because not yeah. only do you have the tag, but teams are more inclined to that's where they're going to start. You know, I mean, again, the Chiefs are ready to pay Mahomes. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they've got they've got everything but the last zero on the check. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. So it's not like the Chiefs are. Oh my God, what are we going to do? How are we going to pay this guy? That no team in the NFL is hesitant to pay a quarterback that they believe in. So. Isn't that kind of that's kind of what we're talking about here? It's a it's a very big year for the quarterback position, 
not only because of Mahomes, which you know we all think is probably coming at some point once the CBA does hit in, um, but we, we've talked about it at length. Uh, you know, the Cousins thing is kind of working out, right? We, can we say that? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's, it's been okay. it's been okay, right? Um, very they're, they're probably to see what happens to them after next year. Do they let him well, walk? After so that's next where I'm year. going here. I think they're probably satisfied with the move. Right. That was a free agent quarterback signing. It's that's the elephant in the room right now, because because look at what what could happen. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Aside from, if, like, is Drew Brees going back to New Orleans? Yeah, but those are separate. Know. Those are different. What I'm saying is, if you've got free agent quarterbacks that are going to go to a new team, be the starter, if that's if that works out, let's say Bridgewater lights it up and re, and reinvents the Patriots under Bill Belichick, then what, what does that mean? <laughs> right? Isn't that going to be a whole way of thinking? We, are, are you saying that's not on, that's are you not saying the quarterback right position is going to nose towards running backs? Is what, that what you're telling me? What I'm me? saying is, right now, you, Kevin, you guys are both right. The quarterback skits in place at a team, and generally speaking, they just ride it out for their career, and the team rides with them, right? I mean, outside of a couple of, of situations, uh, generally speaking, those guys have crazy long leashes, and rightfully so. Uh, or the smart coaches um, recognize that it's not going to work like Baltimore and Kansas City yes. and moved on from their players. Well, well, you, I thought you were going to say something else. Generally, the quarterback will outlast three coaches. Yeah, generally, right? but so that we've even got that much that going for us. But. Is this partly related to the fact that there are now a more viable pool of quarterbacks because of the way that colleges are developing yes. them, and the NFL game has now come back to what the colleges are developing? So, I mean, it's always about supply and demand. Yep. And the reason why Breeze and Brady and those guys played as long as they've played, Rodgers and all of them, is because there really were no better options. Are I think what you're saying, Mike, is now we may start having better options. Well, you might and not teams just may have go, to look at the draft. Teams may go, boy, there's five guys yeah. that are just as good as the one that I have when for most of the last 20 years there was never – guys that were as good as the ones that I have. Let me give you an example of where I'm thinking. I'm, I'm going to round it right back to the Cowboys. I mean, it's all we've talked about a million times. It's about the window, right? Where are you right now as a team? And every team is aware of that now heading into February, March here for their offseason. Everybody knows what they think they need to be. You know, and, you know, the Dolphins are much different than the Chiefs, right, with how they're operating this offseason. Um, the Cowboys are somewhere in the middle. If the Cowboys think – all right, we got a new coaching staff. We're going to start this thing over. None of this really works for us right now. We don't think we think we can get here, but probably not all the way to the top of the ladder with this current system. Then Dak Prescott's got to go, right? And you start over in the draft, and that's what teams have been doing. They've been they've been saying, okay, we're going back to the draft and starting this thing at square one. When that happens, those Dak Prescotts are going to be available, right? So there's going to be teams who are above the Cowboys, um, the Chargers. Right, who probably have a better roster right now when you look around offense and defense, who they will, they're the number six pick, they will if they need to go and get that quarterback down there. But if Brady really is available, they're going to be making him an offer. If Prescott's available, they're going to be making him an offer, right? I mean, this, these things are going to happen. So what we have is this whole new generation of free agent quarterbacks that can actually play football, right? There's really no question that Andy Dalton's a starting quarterback. He's not a great one, but he's a good one. Um, so there's, there's this whole other level of, of availability for the quarterback position, whereas teams that are you know 50% and down are going to the draft to get their quarterback. But teams 50, 50 to 75% right, of, of their window, 
that, that might not be the best move for them because that represents a, a lot of education starting over, whereas a Dalton or a Newton, if they're healthy, they can put you into contender mode immediately. If, I, if the Chargers were smart and could afford it on their cap, I'd get Brady and the draft pick. I think it's probably possible. Right? I think it's, it's actually likely. Right? I think it's yes. likely. Yeah. And, That'd and, be the smart thing to do. And, Kevin, I don't think number six is probably – I think they move up. I think they go up for Tua if that's the case. Wouldn't you? I would go for Tua. Isn't Tua plus a free agent quarterback or a veteran quarterback, however you're going to get him, the right move here? Brilliant. It'd be a brilliant move. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant move. Yeah. All right. Uh, w- w- one final thing. Are we watching the XFL this weekend? Oh, you had I to go am. there. I know you are. I know. You're going to give it two weeks, right? But, I, uh, but I've, got a, I've got some guys invested in it. But I'm always interested to see what these things are all about. And, uh, yeah. you know, my again, my fear is exactly the same as we talked about a year ago, yeah. which is after a couple of weeks, you're going to realize <laughs> there's not really very any good quarterbacks. The offensive lines stink and the games aren't particularly watchable. And that that's the fear in all this that the XFL has to overcome. It's name you know, recognition, too. Well, are you going to remember anybody's name after the game? That kind no, of thing, right? That's the problem. That's yeah. there, and there's very few guys in that league that have any name yeah. recognition right now. You know, and uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I, you know, I, I'm I'm locked in a little bit because I I know some people that are involved in the team with the DC team, which has Cardell Jones. He is the face of the XFL right now. Um, Cardell Jones has never really done anything no. outside of Ohio State. So are we asking a guy who has never shown a propensity to be a professional quarterback to now be the face of the league and lead that team? He's in all the promos. He's, you know, hmm. so that's what the XFL is in a nutshell. You're, he's a name. He's the face of the league because he played at Ohio State and everybody knows him, but he has never done anything to prove that he should be the face of a league. We're going to find out in the next couple of weeks, and I think that's mostly what the XFL is all about. It's not much different than the AAF, which is it's washed-out NFL guys. And is anybody really going to care about washed-out NFL guys? Here, here are my quarterback options on Daily Fantasy for XFL. Yes, it exists. That's <laughs> what matters, yeah. For L.A., John, Jay Johnson. For D.C., Oof. Cardell Jones. Uh, for Houston, I, I don't even know who these players are. P. Walker. Seattle. Uh, Philip Walker, yeah, Temple Colts guy. Quarterback for Seattle. Colts practice squad guy. Pistol P. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> B. Silvers for Seattle. Brandon Silvers. I remember that heard name. the name. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, Southern, Southern college quarterback guy, uh, Troy, something like that. Southern Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Those, are, those are the uh, top options for those teams. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. who's excited about that? Well, the good news is the D.C. team will probably have a couple of Redskins to pick from soon. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With and, that note, yep, and and they've got the they've they're going to have massive national television exposure, kind of tied to the yeah. wrestling deal. They're, they're all the games are on national TV, ESPN, Fox, right? Fox, FS1. I mean, all the games. Unlike the AFF, AAF, where those games tended to hide. I know, Kevin, but that <laughs> right, but sorry. that just means you're going to get beat over the head with the promotional it. part of it. We're gonna, I'm going to. I'm gonna. We just said, can't we just take like one week off? No. We just said the no, Super no. Bowl. We're gonna I gotta let... go from the Super Bowl to watching P. Walker against B. Silvers. <laughs> we're gonna let we're gonna let Paul be our official XFL I correspondent be XFL because guy. I'm gonna be watching uh, pitchers and catchers report to baseball. Yeah, because that's what I do in February. <laughs> right, and I'm gonna be watching. That says Zion. a lot about I'm me. Watch Zion. When uh, when are branded garbage cans gonna be available on MLB.com? I'm a, who am I kidding? I'm gonna be watching the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am. All right. All right. I want to remind you, The Athletic, the subscription-based sports news site, brought to you this week's episode. Don't forget, you can join today and get 40% off your yearly subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash 
S-P-O-T-R-A-C 40 off to get 40% off your yearly subscription. They do great uh, in-depth pieces and coverage of your team. For Mike Gennetti, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to this Spot Track Podcast.